Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today, our guest is Josh Kieran from First in Fishing Charters. Josh, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Josh, we wanted to have you on to talk about coho fishing, specifically out of Racine. We talk coho fishing out of uh, southern Lake Michigan, the Indiana shore, here a couple weeks ago. And uh, when we were talking to Captain Fuzzy, he was telling us as those fish leave him, they come up towards you. Tell us about coho fishing in the Racine area. Yeah, actually, that's funny. I, I just watched that. I've, I've known Fuzzy for a while, and uh, I watched him. I've, I've actually watched all the podcasts. This is a great thing you guys are doing. Um, yeah, our coho fishing is a, a little bit different than how it starts in the, the southern end of the lake. Um, by the time they make it up to us, because they kind of follow the lake, the southern basin, and they, they come up the, the edge of the lake, um, they hit uh, Chicago, Winter Harbor, uh, Waukegan, and come up by us. By the time they come up to, uh, by us, we're mostly using uh, dodges and flies, where the southern end of the lake, I know, especially earlier in the year, use a lot of thin fish and different, uh, you know, smaller spoons and stuff like that. So our, our technique for catching coho is a little bit different by the time they come to us. When the water is super cold and we don't have them in big batches yet, you know, we'll use a lot of body baits and, and thin fish and spoons. But, you know, for the most part, once we get our cohos, then we're in full coho mode and uh, pretty much everything is a red dodger, uh, peanut fly, um, mixing some flashers too. But um, so I say the, the biggest difference is when they're, they're real heavy down there, uh, a lot of times the guys are just using body baits and they're just, they're, they're biting on that stuff. And when they're really heavy up by us, we're full on dodger and fly fishing for cohos. What is that? What does that time period look like? At what point do those fish uh, start to move from southern Lake Michigan up to you guys? What does the timing look like? Um, that's a really tough question to answer because it's all water temperature based for the most part. So last year, um, it took forever for the coals to get up by us. Um, and you know, there were guys out of the, a lot of guys from northern Wisconsin come down and fish the you know, Winter Harbor area, the state line. And uh, I was going out and checking on them and they were running all the way down to Chicago in May, trying to get their cohos. I mean, that's a long run. Um, this year, uh, of course, fishing is different. You know, the boats aren't in the water. We can't run charters right now, but you know, they're at the state line pretty heavy. Um, they're, they're pretty good in Kenosha. Uh, last week, I know guys were getting them right out of the Racine Harbor. So, you know, it's, it's a completely different year this year than it was last year. So the, the water's warming up more. Uh, they're coming up by us already, so I, I am, you know, by May they should be pretty heavy by us, I'd imagine. And then and said, last year it was, uh, it was the end of May or June. This time. What does that look like for uh, you guys? You said uh, you're kind of you get into full blown coho mode. What does full blown coho mode look like for people who haven't experienced it? Okay, so when I'm what I consider full blown coho mode, I'm fishing uh four to five boards aside flatline boards and it, it's a it's a dodger a red dodger and a peanut fly on every one of them i'm running four divers smaller dipsies uh or i, I would say the, the medium-sized divers uh orange dodger and peanut fly on those my downriggers same thing orange dodger peanut fly 
Um, I mix in some some of the Silver Horde B&B flashers too, but for the most part, it's, it's just an orange dodger and a peanut fly. And and you'll see the boats that are really when you see the charter boats and the guys that are that are really hardcore fishermen. And every rod is a orange dodger and a, a it's just orange. It's all orange. All you see on the back of it is orange. <laughs> what is it about orange in your area that makes it the color? You know, I don't. I really don't know. That's just uh, that's just a coho thing. It, the orange dodger and a peanut fly is is a typical spring coho setup. Uh, of course, the steelhead like it too a year, but once we get later in the year, then we switch over to the the bigger flashers and spin doctors and stuff, and then you know it transitions to the whites and the greens and stuff. But in the springtime, it's just orange dodgers and orange flashers. When things are really going there for coho, what what kind of days do you have? I mean, what does that box look like at the end of the day when when things are really rolling? Oh, I mean, we're getting our as many people as you have on the boat. You're getting all your coho. I mean, we get thirty fish on our charters. Uh, it's not uncommon at all. It's just a matter of time. You know, some days it'll be uh, an hour, two hours. Some days it takes all five hours for the charter. But you know, you can get your twenty, thirty fish without a without a doubt most of the time. What's it like out on the boat with you during this time? Um, what, what kind of experience is it for the charter clients? I've worked on a lot of boats. I've been doing this since I was 12 years old, and, and I've seen all ends of the spectrum. I'd say for me, it's about as laid back as it could possibly be. I'm a pretty uh, pretty chill dude, and, uh, you know, it, for me, I just love the experience of taking people out fishing, and, of course, we want to catch fish, but, you know, if we hook up a fish and somebody loses it, you know, it's just kind of like, hey, whatever, man. We'll just get another one. Uh, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a screamer. It just, I, I want people to enjoy themselves, have fun, and and whatever that takes, that's uh, that's what we're gonna do. I have a little bit of a confession to make. Uh, I grew up sort of in your area, and as a youngster, when when my dad went charter fishing, he went out of the Racine Harbor, and Racine was always kind of a spot for me when it comes to Great Lakes fishing. That's sort of magical because I, I just remember that as a child what is it about fishing in Racine and what is it about that area that that makes it special well I was born and raised in Racine I live in Chicago now so uh, for me my boat's always been in Racine even though I live down here I'm, I'm always going to keep my boat in Racine that's same thing when I was 12 years old that's when I started fishing I just jumped around right the charter boats and and so it's a lot of nostalgic stuff for me in Racine um, just where I always was. My family's there. I, I just have a, a natural love for Racine. Um, and then the fishing aspect of it, uh, we have so much structure around Racine. We have so many places we can fish. When I leave the harbor, if I don't know where to go, uh, sometimes it's hard because there's, you know, five or eight different places that I could go and start it. And, and on almost any given day, they could be productive. So, um, you know, networking helps a lot because then you know which way to go because you could be eight, 10 miles apart, but we just have so much opportunity for catching fish and it's all year round, whether it's coho in the spring or when the water warms up, we have uh, our reef, uh, Windpoint Lighthouse. Uh, we have the three hills about five miles off our scene, which just always tend to hold fish, whether it's the current or the water temperature. And then we have a great deep water program too. So like all else fails, we can usually go out deep or at least somewhat deep and just head east and keep going deeper. and and especially later in the summer when the water warms up, there's usually something out there. It's just a matter of finding them. But then uh, just the, all the other options. 
And then I've traveled all around the lake. Racine has a wonderful lakefront, a beautiful marina. The downtown's awesome. It just there's so much to offer in Racine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the thing that I remember uh, what was to offer in Racine is Larson's Bakery. You're going to get a cream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you might start a fight with that one. Uh, uh, it's either Larson's or O and H as far as the Kringle. You know, you, nobody, there's not, not many people in between the middle. It's kind of like politics. You either like Larson's Kringle or you like O and H Kringle. <laughs> you said going out deep. What is what is deep? What is that like? Uh, what, what kind of water are you fishing when you go out deep? So our hills, which Racine has kind of been famous for since I was a kid. I uh, started back in the lake trout fishing days when we'd fish the hills for them all the time. They're about five miles offshore. And I mean, I'm going to generalize here, but 70, 80 feet, and they go up and down for the three hills. And then at the backside of the last hill, you're 100, 120, and then it just keeps going deeper from there. So a lot of times, if you don't know where to go, the guys will just go out to five miles or so, start on the hills. And if, if it doesn't look good, nothing's there, then you just keep going east and you know, 300 feet is is obtainable uh, on a five-hour charter. It's it's a little rough, but um, you know, two 250, we fish out there quite a bit in the summertime. So you're yeah, roughly 10 miles out. Josh, you talked a little bit about um, the fact that there's no charters right now with the coronavirus thing going on. Um, tell us about kind of what you're doing right now to prepare to get ready to go fishing it when you get that opportunity. Well, it's kind of uh, uh, good and bad for me. Like, obviously, I want to be running charters. I want to be fishing. And it, as a small business owner, it's just it's it makes you sick to your stomach, especially not knowing when you're going to be able to start. Um, but last year, last fall, I bought a new boat. So uh, <laughs> this spring, it's kind of given me an opportunity to to do some stuff to the boat and get it ready and and clean it up and just do some other projects that I was kind of worried about having time constraints to do. So. Um, it's kind of bittersweet, I guess. You've got another job. Tell us about, uh, and you can kind of see it in the background, what you're up to, uh, what your other job is, and what that's like. Yeah, so I'm a full-time firefighter and paramedic with the city of Chicago. So, um, yeah, that's my my career job. That's what, you know, gives me health care and all that good stuff. But I'm very fortunate in Chicago that we only work 88 days a year. Uh, don't tell anybody that. So <laughs> when it's summertime, it, it, it affords me to be able to charter almost full time because of the time off I have. So uh, yeah, I, I always tell people I have the two best jobs in the world. I get to fight <laughs> fires and then I get to fish. <laughs> Not too many people have the two best jobs in the world. So that's, a, yeah, okay. that's pretty. Tell us about first in fishing. Tell us about your charter, how people can reach you if they want to get out on the water with you. Uh, so first in fishing charters, it's, uh, the website's racinefishing.com. Um, you can go on there, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all the, all the regular places. Um, phone numbers on there too, 920-737-3350. So that's a good way to get a hold of me. Otherwise just check out the Facebook, the Instagram, all the good stuff that social media has to offer us. Awesome. Is there something that I didn't ask you about, Josh, that you wanted to talk about today? Well, you know, I kind of touched on the cold fishing a little bit or, or what, you know, full-blown cold fishing is, you know, for me, it's a red dodger and a peanut fly. Um, I think a lot of people, one mistake people do make with the cold fishing is they kind of get wrapped up in what's the right now as opposed to the big picture. So I'm not a big bait changer. And 
most of the time I'm going to have a red Dodger, a red flasher, and uh, one of our most famous flies or, or most productive is called the next generation fly. It's like a blue, green, and, and uh, mirage fly. And I don't change it up very often. That's pretty much what I run. Um, if something's not working, it's either speed, location, or direction. As far as I'm concerned, for the most part, I try and figure out why the fish aren't biting before I figure out what bait isn't working. Um, and then it's, it's very locational. When we're fishing close to shore or around structure, there's going to be a lot of times one spot that they're on. Um, if you're out deeper water, then you can make the long trolls and you can find the pods that are spread out farther. But, you know, if you're in close or you're on structure, don't be afraid to turn around on them. And then I've had times where I've caught my 25, 30 fish in, in a, you know, quarter mile stretch. And then, but when you're out deep, you know, you can just keep going and going and going sometimes and, and never get off of them. So just try and look at the bigger picture. Um, Obviously, when you're out, out deep, the, the fish hawk is a huge advantage, especially when the fish are down deeper and you have the currents and the temperature. But um, in the springtime, I don't think the, the currents aren't usually as bad where the, the fish hawk is as huge of a player, especially in shallow. But, you know, you, you get out deep and you sometimes we can have kings or we're fishing lake trout down below the co-host and the, the speed can be completely different down below as it is up top. So, you know, you just... The big picture is what I like to tell people. Don't just focus on the right now. Just try and try and figure out the entire entire aspect of what's going on. Awesome, Josh. Really appreciate you spending some time with us today, sharing some of your knowledge. I'd like to have you on again sometime, maybe as you guys get back out on the water and do some fishing. It'd be fun to have you on again, talk some uh, Racine fishing for later in the year. Yeah, if you ever come back up that way, uh, uh, make sure you stop by and say hi, and maybe we'll go catch some coals. Definitely. Take care, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.